Welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton, and I am your host. And today's conversation is part two of Fathers. So I must tell you, after the conversation last week, I drive home, which is a 45 minute drive from my agency. And on the journey home, I thought about all of the positive things that my dad had poured into me, instilled in me. The, the thing that pointed out to me in the forefront was the fact that I needed to be really responsible about my finances. So he taught me how to not always have what everybody else have, take what you have and be grateful for it, and to not be connected with the Jones. So if you're under 20, you may not know what the Jones is. If you're under 30, you may have heard the word Jones. But if you're in the 40s and the 50s, you get the Jones. That means as soon as somebody gets something, you must have it because in your spirit, I got to have it, I got to have it, I got to have it. It's in style. And the one thing that he instilled in me is that I have my own style. And a lot of times it's followed. So I've been a trendsetter majority of my life because my father told me not to follow anyone else's Jones and trends. So, and to me, that's real important. There was a conversation that I had with one of my daughters. She was like, well, mama, everybody you come around, always all of the women that are intimidated by who you are, always take something from you and want to be like you. And I said, well, not necessarily want to be like me, but some of the good qualities that I have, I might add that comes from my father, they may want to pick up on those things like being a trendsetter, like not always having to follow, like to be a leader. That was an amazing quality that my father offered to me and actually pretty much instilled in me. I covered the drive on last session, but a story about the drive. So personal drive, drive to make it happen, drive to don't quit no matter what, drive to be the first one there and the last one to leave is the drive that I'm speaking of today. So in the ninth grade, I ran track um, for the summer going into high school. And I remember my father, once he found out that I was running track and that I chose to do that, he just got on it. He was just you, this is what you need to do. I mean, he worked at the park. He had me at the park running laps around uh, the Florence Park. He was like, you need to get up. You need to have me drinking those nasty um, yolk eggs because the drive that he had that I understand today as a seasoned woman is whatever you're going into, don't stop no matter what. Find out what it is that you need to do and make it happen. And so... I ran track and I, I showed up third place for the first time that I ran. It was amazing. But I contribute that to my father and his drive because I only wanted to be in track because there was a guy that played football that I wanted to get close to. And then I realized, okay, I got two left feet and this is going to be a struggle. Only after I was running the hurdles. Come with me here. I'm running. I'm running. And he's on a football field playing and a big guy and I'm running and supposed to kick your leg up for the hurdle. And I see them knock him down and jump on him. I smash into the hurdle, bust my knee and ended up on the ground, right? That was not for me. The only reason why I wanted to go because I wanted to be near him on the football field. 
But because of that drive that I had that my dad instilled, once I realized that I could run and I felt good to accomplish something, because remember early on, there, there wasn't a lot that I was good at. And once I realized that I could run and my legs was long and I could pick them up as best as possible, I started doing cross country because I couldn't run really, really, really fast because I didn't want to fall, but I can run long the cross country. And so running track for me was a lot of fun, but only because I was trying to be with him. But because I signed up for it, my dad made sure that he worked me out. He made sure I ate an egg, a nasty egg yolk in the morning, and he made sure that I stretched in the morning. He poured that into me. Something else that I love my father for is up until probably like a month before he died, we was on the phone consistently every day, with the exception of Sunday, at 5.20 in the morning. So every morning, this would be the phone call. You're in the bed next to my husband. Ring, ring. Dad, hey, Stang Stang, get up. Okay, daddy, because I got used to it. Oh, okay, daddy. You, what you making for breakfast? Oh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not making anything for breakfast, but just because he called, I was like, okay, I'm not making anything for breakfast, but he don't have to know that. And so that ritual, that connection that I had with my dad lasts for over 30, 40 years. Every single morning at 520, we will have this call. And so the day that he passed, I knew, I knew, I knew it was at like 522 or ish. And my dad didn't call and he was sick. I called my son. I said, go, go see if granddaddy's in there because he's not, um, he's not answering the phone. He didn't call me. And at that point we knew that he had passed on, but because he instilled that connection between he and I on a daily basis, it made me feel that way about my children and understand how important it is to connect with your kids. So I have some girls and I have some boys and I make it my business to call my kids all at least weekly, but I speak with some more, more often like the girls. I probably talk to them two or three times a day each, but my boys is probably once or twice a week, but that connection is necessary. My dad showed me how important it is to be connected, not only to your father, but to a parent via phone. Now, not everybody have that. You may be a father or you may have a father that you don't have that. It's not too late to create that. Those are memories that will last forever. Now, my dad has been gone since August 31st, 2017. I still have my cell phone set for 5.20 in the morning and a song comes on that he loved to listen to and it wakes me up every morning and when it comes on, either I get up out the bed or I just turn it off. But I said, all right, dad, I love you and I miss you. And I keep pushing, but that's something that's instilled when you are connected with a parent, right? Dad, preferably, because this is a father's episode and, and I have to tell you, Fathers are so left out in pretty much of everything. It's like the mother, the mother, the mother, the mother. What about fathers? I would not be the woman that I am had I not had my father. So we also covered last week about sometimes a relationship with mothers and fathers prevents you from being connected. 
Well, once you old enough, reach out to your father. Yes, he might piss you off. Yes, he may have another family, but you don't know the history as to his new family and why you weren't involved. Begin to rebuild that relationship with your father. If your father have passed since, write him a letter. Here in the counseling world, we call that a trauma narrative. Write a letter about what you feel, about how you wanted to connect with him, about how you felt he wasn't there or he was there, or how you felt he moved on with a family with a lot of kids and left you, or whatever the situation is. But I must tell you, don't hold him accountable for what he's done unless you know why. Again, as mothers, sometimes it's like we separate, you don't know nothing, I'm getting away from you, and then the kids are left like, uh, my dad left me. Well, dad did leave, but why? And um, if it was a reason that he felt maybe he wasn't good enough to be in your life, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It just means he didn't feel comfortable enough of raising you. And yes, I know, I know so many people say, oh, well, figure it out like everybody else. There is a, a process that's fight or flight. Sometimes dads stay home and figure it out and fight it out. Not physically fight, but figure out how to become a father fighting with their mind. Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Will they love me? Can I care for my family? See, you don't know what your father went through before he left. All you know is that he wasn't there. And so I want to encourage you to reach out to your father, you know, write him a letter, go to his Facebook page or wherever you could meet with him and, and just let him know that how you feel in the inside. Because that emptiness of not having a dad really, really, really puts you in a place of, especially as a woman, looking for any man to fill that void or looking for a man to be like your father. So my daddy was a repairman. He can fix anything, build anything. And of course, he's instilled that in me. So I have learned to be better, but I have an issue when a man can't do the basic stuff that I know how to do. Like, what? You can't change a tire? What? You can't fix this? But I had to learn not everybody had an Andrew in their life. And because my dad instilled that in me doesn't mean that everybody have it. So again, this Sunday is Father's Day. And I'm excited because it's also my birthday. I'll be 52. And there was years where it was my dad's birthday and Father's Day, and we would celebrate that together. So I want to say to those of you fathers out there, you know, build a relationship with your children. It's not too late. As long as you have breath in your body, you can definitely reach out and amend the relationships. And for the, those of you that are disconnected from your, your father, you don't know why. Maybe some mama said, maybe some he did. So maybe it's something that you heard. It doesn't matter. That connection with human beings is necessary, especially when it's your parent, as long as it's safe. So I want to celebrate you. I want you to know that fathers are amazing. The world would not be what it is today. And I wanna give a tribute to my son and my husbands. I love you guys, my all of my children, from the oldest to the youngest, all of my boys, you guys are amazing. You guys are good fathers and amazing. You soon shall be with practice and with time. And a tribute to my husband. I love you, Mr. Bobby. You are amazing. Thank you for being a father to my seven children. And 
You know, I, I have seven boys. I had seven children when I got you. It's nine now. But thank you for that, to step up as a man and take care of all of these boys that be like, you ain't my daddy. Who you think you are? I want my daddy. And you just bobbed and weaved for all those years. Now, here we are now coming up for 23 years together. And this is your weekend. Happy Father's Day to you. You are amazing. And to my father and all of the fathers out there, you are the start of our future. So get your feet planted, get your feet grounded, and water those seeds and build a relationship with your children. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton. Happy Father's Day, and I love you.